HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Good afternoon. You're listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we're here at Roberta's Pizza. It is a lovely, sunny Monday, Martin Luther King Day, so um, let's celebrate. I think most people have a day off. You guys are here. Today, I I should introduce our guests. Um, We have the future of uh, food blogging, which is now vlogging, I think. That's what everyone's saying. Well, that's what I'm saying right now. But, I mean, video is, is a big thing over taking over the Internet, it seems. And video components to existing websites are becoming more and more status quo. And uh, these guys are really innovating their own video strictly sites. Um, I also want to mention that our sponsor today is Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these great guests today are Kathleen Grace and you have had numerous video um, TV shows. Yeah. But we, they're not really on TV, but we call they're them TV because they... Or TV yeah, shows. They're scripted they, style. Exactly. They follow the episodic style yeah. of a drama or comedy series. Yeah. Um, you've done The Berg. Yes. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that went on for a couple of years, right? Yeah, we did it from June 2006. June 2006 to... More recently, we they shot uh, Tom Woodley, who wrote it and produced it and created it with me, shot an episode this past Christmas. We try to shoot one episode a year, generally. Okay. And so it still kind of goes on. And then we did a series called The All for Knots. And now I'm working on HungryNation.tv as part of my job at Next New Networks, which is a new media startup devoted entirely to a video. Awesome. And the one of the shows is actually created by you and Rebecca Lando, who's yes. our other yes. guest. Thanks so much for being here today. No problem. Thanks and working class foodie. So that was your that was your pilot. You guys both concepted conceptualized together. Yeah, Rebecca yeah. came to me and was like, "I want to make a cooking show," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's let's make a cooking show." Yeah. Uh, my sister's a chef, and my sister in law works for the state actually in uh, the green market. She's like a liaison between the state and the city for all the green market stuff. So she knew I was really into food and and also liked making video. So we got together and she came up with the concept and, you know. And Rebecca, how did you find Kathleen? Uh, well, 
Uh, my boyfriend, Kit, who shoots working class foodies, um, had started working with Kathy on, I guess, on the All for Nots. On the All for Nots. Right. No, and then he did a little work on the Berg with yeah. us. Yeah. And we really liked working together, and he introduced me to Rebecca, and we really liked drinking together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a really good way to make business friends. So. You should have a show about that. Just, yeah. you know. Drinking. We should. We have a club. Yeah, we do have a club. <laughs> I know, and I've missed every every meeting so far, There's only been sounds... two meetings of our okay. club. <laughs> it sounded like an awesome club. It's I a good club. to be part of it. Yeah. yeah. Beer enthusiasts. Beer enthusiasts, ladies. Yeah. Ladies who drink good beer. Yeah. So. Why just ladies? How come? Because I think it's rare to find women who are really into beer. Oh, that's And I also have like really amazing, interesting women friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they should all hang out without dudes. Yeah. I think this is partially because I went to all girls school in high school and I missed having like a single sex experience in my life. Yeah. It really shaped me it's as like a person. Like a women's auxiliary for the yeah. new Except generation. Beer. <laughs> but yeah, but like anti uh, conformity or. You know, traditional roles, which yeah. is beer, which you don't find women enjoying or being as geeky right. about. Exactly. Women okay. are geeky about wine, I guess. But Maybe. the fun thing is, like, I, I don't know. I think you're right. We have, I think, a lot of friends who are women who love beer and would rather geek out about beer than almost... Well, maybe not almost anything else, but rather than Tea. wine. Yeah. 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 Olive oil. Yeah. We have a, a girls who geek out over olive oil club. <laughs> kind of fun. That G-G-O-O. <laughs> Mostly it's an excuse for us to go to different places around the city and drink beer and try different taps and casks and stuff like that. Okay. Order different Do you find stuff. this is a good refuse from your maybe domestic situations? Because I think that was originally one of the um, goals of having a women's club, like women's auxiliary or women's club at the church, was to maybe talk about your uh, marriages. <laughs> a little bit. There was a little relationship and dating yeah. talk last time we met. Uh, my friend Beth works at Murray's Cheese, and she was setting up a singles night last week on the 15th. At Murray's Cheese? At Murray's Cheese, and she was like, there are too many girls. Where are all the single Uh. guys? She was trying to get us to get our guy friends to sign up to go to it. She's like, you can't come, but send all your single male friends. (laughs) So we talked a little bit about that. I also think it's just nice to hang out and not have an agenda. You know, I think a lot of women in New York, especially who are single or even dating, go out with like, I'm going to go do this thing and meet someone. Or let's go meet somebody together. Yeah. Whereas this is literally like, come if you want to come. If you don't come, no big deal. But this is what we're doing. And this is what we're doing. And it's once a month and there's no pressure. There's no like. And it's been good motivation to kind of actually go out and do things. Because I don't know. I mean, I'm always so busy that like my social life always kind of falls to the wayside. So, you know. Having this and knowing that, like, all right, well, next Sunday at, you know, whatever time at whatever bar, I'm going to go and drink some beer with some girls. Yeah. We oh, might right. expand to co-ed. I already got my first email from a male friend of mine being like, well, I want to come. That's, <laughs> I think there's something valuable in that, especially if you're going to talk about um, your boyfriends and whatnot. Yeah. It's like a knitting circle, right? It is yeah. a little knitting with, with no more knitting. Punk, knitting with beer. Yeah. Knitting with beer. We might, someone might come who likes to crochet gotta, <laughs> or knit. <laughs> we got to recruit some... Uh, some more women who who like beer. I know. I'm trying to get more people to come. Yeah. It'll be fun. Maybe maybe get it like at a special. Uh, go to the same bar every month or something. Yeah. Or you could move over. it into somebody's house. We could yeah. get some growlers. That's true. That would be cool. That'd be a nice party. That would let us expand. Right now, I'm enjoying going. Like we went to DBA in Williamsburg the first time, which I'd never been to the Williamsburg location. And then this last one went to Blind Tiger Ale House, which is one of the, my favorite places yeah. to go. Yeah, just hit up every best beer bar in I like the I think next, Village Voice list or something. Next month is the Upper West Side. I think we decided yeah. we'd go to this place on the Upper oh, West Side. Oh, this is fun. Okay. So, 
which Check I never go to the Upper West Side yeah. except maybe four <laughs> times a year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've been there in quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I can't bike there. Okay, uh, right. it's too far. Interested. Yeah. So, um, what what made you start Hungry Nation? Why? F- I mean, you you mentioned you have a. I my sister's a chef, and okay. um, I think that the Food Network is great. I mean, they do amazing things on the Food Network, and but there was a lot of, in my opinion, a lack of voice for this kind of younger food generation. Younger food. Yeah. You know, have you less- heard of Food Too? They're yes, new? they're okay. done. Apparently, oh. that's what I hear. So that they're no longer. I'm doing confused food about too. that myself. So. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like Who it's knows? more of a platform for um, the Food Network bigger stars. Okay, and stuff. Like a way to just right. less of the shows. like because there were some cool like amateur gourmet was in there, but it's still there. I mean, it's the web. Nothing ever really gets canceled, right? Because right. it never goes away. It's not like a TV show. Gotcha. Um, sort of stagnates. So it just kind of stagnates. It doesn't seem like they've posted new episodes lately. Um, but maybe it's still going on or they're refreshing or adding different right. things. But that was after you started Hungry Nation yeah. anyway. So yeah. you started this as a, um, a younger generation. Uh, also, is online only. Yeah. Unlike the Food Network. You don't have to have a, a TV, which I, I don't know about you guys. I didn't have a TV for a while. I just don't. Bother. I haven't had a TV in four years. Amazing. I don't watch TV on TV. I watch it on Hulu <laughs> and Boxy and I piece it together and I steal some of it. <laughs> but mostly I, I between Netflix streaming and Hulu I'm completely satisfied you cool. know, I don't need and I don't watch a ton of TV I just watch what I like yeah you know what do you think are some of the advantages of having an only online show well I think there's a bigger a much and this is the most amazing thing I think that I didn't expect with working class foodies is mm-hmm. the amazing community that's developed around it oh the like comment comments yeah and people saying so you get a lot of passion from the viewers, and they want to connect. And that's kind of the nice thing about the web is that it gives people the chance to connect more than just turning on something and watching it and then going away again. They actually get to sort of interact with the hosts a little bit, you know, because we can respond to their comments. They can throw out suggestions, and they really – there's a nice community feel to it. Yeah. And and was that an expected po- consequence, or was that totally unexpected? Uh, I think we expected it a little bit. Mm-hmm. One thing that we didn't expect was – so one big part of the concept that Rebecca and I had was – that they would fuck up, yeah, and it, they wouldn't make the perfect we're recipe because they're not like Rebecca's not a chef; she yeah. just loves cooking. And oh, so people are like, "You didn't do that right." Yeah, but, but they they're like also it. like, "I don't do that right either." Oh, yeah. well, here's a better way oh, you can improve I your see. knife skills. So there's a troubleshooting or, yeah, and commentary they, going they on. They feel much more connected, I think, to Rebecca and Max because of it. And yeah. that's why I think it was kind of like a food blog where you see a lot exactly. of that kind yeah. of things going on. And people like that our kitchen is kind of old and rustic and like, you know, that we don't have, yeah. you know, just a full exactly. set of gorgeous Le Creuset pots or something. Yeah. I mean, I love the sh- concept of your show, um, obviously. And I think working class foodies, it can be a better title. I mean, we're all working class. <laughs> it took us forever people. to find that title. People, people take the working class nice. part really seriously, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, you went to college. You're not working class. And I'm like, no, but the idea is that we're showing you recipes and food you can eat locally and seasonally on this kind of budget you don't have to have a lot of money to eat well yeah or basically. to cook it right or to even spare just be time able to cook it. Yeah. within your nine to five job right exactly yeah. cool so that's kind of what the show is aiming for yeah people take themselves very seriously on the yeah. internet you know <laughs> mm-hmm. the funnier comments well, are the one they get when they get angry at how they treat their knives 
I think that's funny. Uh, I got one such. <laughs> I was actually. That was. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. People are so serious. You're like, really? Okay. I didn't even know about that, Rebecca. So I was on an episode and I couldn't find a can opener. And we were just kind of like, oh, what do we do? Oh, let's pound a knife into the top it was of Max's the can. Idea. It wasn't even your idea. Like, <laughs> you know, just like, the, the blame was all on Max. Oh, that's true. It worked. Who yeah. cares? We Who got cares? the tomatoes you out of the, the can. Yeah. It worked. And nobody got hurt. Yes. True. It's important. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, but then you were like, some people were like mad about it. I was like, I don't care. You were like, yeah. that's no way to treat your knife. And he's like, well, I don't, I'm using it like a knife. Yeah. So. I mean, I think the other thing that's been really cool about it is, um, you know, m- making stuff for the web, you find that like 90% of the comments are like, gay, lame, yeah. first. <laughs> well, and working class foodies has none of that. Right. None of yeah. it. For better or for worse, I feel like working class foodies is kind of like a live action food blog where you go over the recipes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You have cool personalities on the show that you like to feature, which is great. But it is very much like the recipe comes alive instead of yeah. um, writing about it. Yeah. Which adds another dimension, a helpful it dimension. It's cool. Yeah. People can see how to do it. And for me, I like that because I tried to have just like a straight food blog for years and I would always be so bad about you know I would cook and then after cleaning up I'd be too tired to go and write about it and I'm like oh, I'll do it tomorrow and then a week later I'm like I don't even remember what was what so great did. about that dish so it's really nice like now it's all preserved on video cool. it's good that Kit's so, here to film yeah yeah <laughs> just like so this will be on working class foodies <laughs> at another time um we're just going to take a short break I have the Nina Simone song that she dedicated to Martin Luther King that we're going to play really quickly and then we'll be right back thanks Actually, uh, I'm too tired to do what they are. But as Faye Dunaway, I think it was, she, she, she said when uh, Bunny and Clyde came out in the whole bitch, she said she tried to give people what they wanted. That's a mistake, really, eh? I know. But uh, you can't do it, but only after you use up everything you got trying to give everybody what they want. Okay. <laughs> But I will learn my lesson soon, and then you will buy more records, right? Because you won't see me. Let's see what we can do uh, with this lovely, lovely thing that goes past all racial conflict and all kinds of conflicts. It it is a reflective tune, and sometime in your life, you will have occasion to say, what is this thing called time? You know, what, what is that? The clock, you, you go to work by the clock, you get your martini in the afternoon by the clock, and, and you have your coffee by the clock, and you have to get on the plane at a certain time, and arrive at a certain time, and it goes on, no, no. And time is a dictator. As we know it. Where does it go? What does it do? Most of all, is it alive? Is it a thing that we cannot touch and is it alive? And then one day you look in the mirror, you're old, and you say, where did the time go? We'll leave you with that one.
This is uh, Kathy Airway, your host of Let's Eat In. We're back, and uh, this is Heritage Radio Network, brought to you today by Whole Foods Market. Um, you can also call in if you'd like to talk with Kathleen and Rebecca and me about food and cooking and dating, which we're going to get into a little bit more right about now. Um, the number is 718-497-2128. 718-497-2128. Okay, so... Um, I wanted to talk to you, Rebecca, because your show, Working Class Foodies, is about you and Max, your brother, um, both working class foodies. Um, And I think that's just such a warm conceit, you know, brother and sister who enjoy cooking with friends, with family. And um, was that, how did you guys come up with that? Did you, did you always cook when you were kids uh, together? We always enjoyed, it was like. When we were when we were younger, we would fight about everything, um, mm-hmm. except in the kitchen was like the one place we kind of got along, or at least where our <laughs> fighting was kind of validated. Um, and then it was actually Kathleen's idea for it to be <laughs> me and my brother, because um, she was just like well, this genius is- producer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. totally genius. She was just like, well, wait. You can cook. Your brother can cook. Why aren't you two idiots doing the show together? Yeah, you have a natural chemistry. You're not mm-hmm. two actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. randomly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's great on camera. Um, he studied acting in college, so he is, like, not awkward in front of the camera like I can be. Um, and it just works really well because we have very different ideas in the kitchen. So, you know, on the episodes, like, we sort of, we really, li- we're actually hashing things out. We're not faking it. And the results, you know, when the results work out, it's always because we decided to, you know, either one of us decided to try the other's idea or, you know, just, we just finally decided to agree on something. <laughs> for a change which is rare and you know i think that fighting over food is just such a natural uh exchange that people have with yeah. their close people you know um loved ones um do you have do you guys ever cook with uh friends family and uh special occasions uh on dates is that um, something that you might do on working class <laughs> foodies of date meal yeah we actually do a date meal yeah we are what we're doing for valentine's day we're gonna have this woman francine segan who um is an italian food historian and she's gonna come and show us some chocolate aphrodisiac oh nice to make for valentine's day wait everything has chocolate and some Afri- other aphrodisiacs or i, I think she so. just yeah. her idea of chocolate there was something about deer antlers which i don't think we're gonna get into the deer antlers but there was like she's gonna make a savory aphrodisiac chocolate dish and a sweet savory excellent sweet aphrodisiac dish so excellent yeah. and francine segan did she write a book am i missing i can't remember her book's name this is okay. terrible I yeah she does it. have a book i don't remember the title either but um it's probably on her website francine segan.com yeah i, I gotta watch this episode yeah. when's it gonna these, air it's, uh but oh. the the week before valentine's day yeah. oh so i guess okay. the coming up. Yeah. yeah it's coming up really soon actually yeah january is going by very quickly it really is cool um yeah so that should be good and then i think yeah. we should do one that's like a full meal that you can cook at home yeah you know yeah i cook with my roommates a lot actually and one of your roommates is vegetarian right? and one of my roommates is vegetarian she cooks and i cook i basically am vegetarian at home and mm-hmm. then i when i go out eat everything i want <laughs> <laughs> um, how many roommates do you have i have today? two roommates i have a girl roommate and a guy roommate one uh the girl is a vegetarian and the guy is very much not a vegetarian he lives on <laughs> and you're chicken. like stuck in the middle of it yeah no yeah. it's not a big deal she's very laid back very yeah. like the most laid back vegetarian i've ever encountered 
Will she ever eat meat? Do you guys cook family style meals together and she just picks away at the meat or? Um, Usually what happens is she'll cook and he'll add meat to his. Okay. That's because I kind of swing vegetarian. Like we made, he and I made a pizza the other night. Um, which is my new, I stole this from Rebecca and Kit, going and buying pizza dough from a local pizza place and then making pizza. Uh, We made like a green pizza with arugula and broccoli and pesto. Green pizza? Yeah. Ooh, it was really really good. good. Mash up the broccoli and arugula and into a pesto? No, the pesto, we had like a separate pesto that you put as like the sauce. Mm -hmm. And then, this is from a blog I read. And then... um, what blog? Nutritionista. It's this like oh, Tumblr blog okay. where she does like some of her stuff is like like that's way too healthy and not fun. <laughs> but this looked really good. Yeah. And so we made it and then we put chicken sausage on his side. What's not fun about side. being healthy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we put chicken sausage on his side of the um the pizza. And that's he always to like that. Pizza's yeah. a democratic thing. You can put stuff on one side. Yeah. On one third. Yeah. On one slice, you know. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's fun. It's like active. That's my big thing about eating on dates, or just dates in general. Exactly. Doing right. an activity is way better than just like going to a movie. Yeah, especially yeah. when you have something as cook, uh, quick to cook as uh, pizza, pizza or like tacos are good. Tacos Although are messy. Good. Yeah, messy. I think messy that's okay. If you can get messy on a date with somebody, then and it's still then a successful date, then I think it's then probably you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I find that loose. said quite a lot more than you'd think because the. The classic, you know, cliche of dating and eating is very genteel. You're right. in a restaurant. You're very, it's a little more formal and mm-hmm. fussy. Yeah. And you gotta, you know, wipe your. You certainly don't want to order the lobster and get it all over you and have to wear a bib. Right. But on the other hand, people are telling, saying that the funnest things to eat on a date are messy. Yeah. It makes you relax. Messy. You can't like be weird I think this is a very interesting disparity you know um so I I love to ask people what would you cook on a date meal would it be this pizza maybe pizza I don't know um it's a good one for it depends if I was trying to impress the person yeah if I was trying to impress them so you would would try to (laughs) not impress certain people (laughs) (laughs) if I felt like I had to (laughs) how much do I like this person uh I'm gonna just do um, boil some pasta cereal yeah (laughs) (laughs) you toned down the impress Uh, that's awesome okay so yeah the tacos probably i think because i'm from texas and that's like you can talk about that would you do the soft like soft corn corn with a double layer of the corn tortilla Ooh, what kind of filling i would probably try to do something with pork because it's delicious shredded pork yeah shredded pork pulled pork would be good that would be good delicious i might do like a just a very simple roast chicken because it's something that's easy, so I don't have to spend too much time like thinking about it in advance. Um, it always comes out delicious. And I don't know, I feel like a good roast chicken is kind of, can be something you can kind of bond over. Because it's kind of like rich and succulent. Yeah. And it's also very, um, it, it's it's uncomplicated and it's yeah. unfussy. Yeah, and it gives you time to actually like talk to the person a bit. But that would be more it's like, comforting. I mean, I like tacos. Tacos is a good idea if you're going to have it more like an interactive cooking thing. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Pizza right. would be easier. Pizza would be fun, too. Yeah. Because then you could pick different cheeses and toppings and stuff. Yeah. And wine. Wine goes, there's yeah. more natural drink. Tacos, it's like, do we make margaritas? No, you just And then suddenly you drink way too much tequila. <laughs> you just gotta have beer. <laughs> or you get a beer. Stick with beer. Just what beer. to serve with the roast chicken, then? Wine, white wine? Wine, wine or, I, honestly, I like a really good Belgian, like, farmhouse ale with, with chicken. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. Want, I want that right now. I know. <laughs> we'll have a date. We'll have a date. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Some um, roasted potatoes. So, Valentine's Day, is that, um, do you have any plans in store? I know you're putting up no. a video of this woman's aphrodisiac chocolate dishes. Uh, I don't have any plans. Get. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I don't have any plans for Valentine's Day. I'm not dating anyone, so... I don't, at this point, unless I were to go on some date between now and then. Yeah, there's so many singles events, though. I feel like there's, Valentine's Day is almost a better day for the angry, angsty (laughs) singles, because, like, (laughs) anti-Valentine's Day parties coming out of your ears. I think that sounds so negative, though. I'd rather just go and drink somewhere and have fun with my friends. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. instead of being, like, anti-something. I'm so alone. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Cool. Um, And, uh... This woman's aphrodisiacs chocolates that's going to yep. be on the 15th, right? So. Uh, oh, no, no sorry. Do you have any idea what the. She said she's. All right, so are? I think the savory one is going to be a chocolate pasta. Oh. Sounds really interesting. And the you sweet. You've got to be kidding me. No. Like so the that's, actual that's pasta a great idea. Just, I think you just put cocoa. I mean, I don't know because I don't know what the recipe is yet, but I think you put cocoa, cocoa powder. in the flour. Yeah, and that eggs. would make sense, right? Yeah. And, and you'd have to put sugar in it, or else it's just going to taste like bitter. Right. So you probably sweeten it just a little bit, or you could just sweeten the sauce like that's exactly. being served yeah. in. I don't know. She said it was a savory chocolate pasta dish, so I'm pretty excited to see. What or you could just make regular pasta and do a chocolatey sauce. Maybe yeah. that's what she's that's, doing. Maybe that too. But a I lot do of like the idea of the chocolate yeah. in the in the pasta. That's what I was thinking because I mean I I've, I've made my own pasta before, and you could definitely do that. Yeah. So. That might be fun. You could put anything you want in that pasta. Yeah. I don't know about sugar, pa- though. You know what, pasta is actually, homemade pasta is a good date thing, too. So you make it with ravioli. somebody, you roll it out. Yeah. yeah. Ravioli. Like That's good. Oh, you're going to, okay. It's really active, too. Yeah. Definitely is active. Um, and you have to have, like, the, the crank, though. No? Yeah. Or yeah, you could do the hand now. shapes. It depends on what kind of pasta you're making, I think, sometimes. Um, gnocchi, you can make. Without having any special equipment, yeah. oh yeah, super easy. Do we make. call that pasta too? I guess we can call well, it's gnocchi pasta. It's yeah. Okay, semolina, yeah. I guess. But well, potato, yeah. I mean, you you would eat it like you would eat a pasta, right? You cover yeah, it in sauce. And, yeah. Um, but the crank things aren't expensive. I think we got one for like forty five dollars. Yeah, I ordered mine yeah. on eBay for like ten dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, <laughs> there you go. You're even smarter yeah. than I am. And if I don't, my actually, niece can do I don't it, like so. cooking yeah. that on date meals. Though I no, try. It's messy. It's totally. A hindrance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You <laughs> have flour just, all over the place. Yeah. Flour, yeah. It, it does get messy. Uh, yeah. In uh, your hair. Uh, but maybe nudie would be good to make on a date. What, what? is nudie? Nudie is sheep. It's gnocchi that doesn't actually have, I guess, potato in it. So it's it's usually like made with sheep's milk ricotta. Why sheep's milk? You because can't it's use super cow. rich. I guess you could. I mean, I think just. Well, it's just tastier with sheep's milk because it's Peanut Gallery says just ricotta is okay. Just ricotta. You can do it with just ricotta. But But sheep's milk sounds a little tastier, right? Yeah, yeah, it's richer and a little bit grassier Mm -hmm. flavored. Um, I saw this recipe recently where this chef basically he makes balls of the ricotta and then buries them in semolina flour overnight. And when he comes in the next day, they're already nudie and then you just cook them and they're ready. And how do you spell this nudie? (laughs) G-N-U-D-I. That sounds a little... uh, yeah, suggestive. Nutty, right? Hey, would you like to come <laughs> over for some nudie? nudie exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Best date meal ever. Not. Who would not say yes? Make those, make those with some chocolate powder in them and some chocolate nudies. Love is in the air. Yeah. 
All right, so these are some ideas. I'm going to keep on the docket here for Valentine's Day. In the meantime, I'm definitely going to check out your next show's uh, Working Class Foodies. You have one coming up with Adam Roberts from the Amateur, Amateur Gourmet. Gourmet. You can watch the one where I plumage a knife unfairly into a can. That can uh, was asking for it. Just, yeah, totally. It was, can was talking it, it back to you. It deserved it, yeah. Exactly. Um, and also, Kathleen, uh, we have, um, you know, your production, All for Knots, is still going still strong. still going on. Still, you can still watch episodes. And go check out HungryNation.tv. We're going to have new shows on it soon. More oh, really? Shows. Anything you can spill? Uh, Tamara Davis Cooking Show, which is, uh, Tamara Davis is a music video director and commercial director who makes a cooking show out of her apartment in Soho. And she also happens to be married to Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Okay. So it's yeah. kind of awesome to watch Mike pretty, D help make lunches. And their little kids. And he's really nice. <laughs> and she's like really nice. Yeah. Dinner with the uh with the band's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean the next guys who are up at, um for Snacky Tunes, they produce a show called Dinner with the Band. And, oh yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm it's all cool. for music, food. <laughs> yeah, she I think there cool needs to be more bands in the soundtrack, and, and you actually can go on YouTube dishes. now. And she already has about 45 episodes up, and you can right check on. them out. And they're all vegetarian, and her. Oh, she's a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah they're. I they're, think they're, they're vegetarian. It's a fun twist. It's cool. Yeah. A lot of bands are vegetarian. I've noticed. Just I think from it's probably better when you're on the band. road, right? Because otherwise, you're stuck eating crap like McDonald's, McDonald's yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Vegetarian, I think maybe. It and if you're going to be on the road all the time anyway, you're yeah. you need something lighter. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll look forward to that, Kathleen. Thanks, Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank Thanks you. so much, Rebecca. Thanks. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you guys again soon. And uh, this is Let's Eat In. Thanks again to Nat Wiener and Jack Inslee in the sound booth. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much. Eat.